Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back, BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Wednesday, presented, of course, by BetMGM. The call there, Nevada beating San Diego State last night. Good win for them. We'll get to all the college troops here and some NBA stuff. And don't forget, I mean, look, come hang out with us next week. We'll be at BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium starting Monday, February 6th. It's getting close now through Friday, February 10th, watching some of those college troops games, the big ones, next week. If you can't make it out, listen on the Odyssey app. Watch us on twitch.tv slash BetQL. Tons of guests stop by our favorite betting angles on the game, the big one. 25 betting kiosks there, a 265-square-foot video wall, 38 TV stands. So if we get distracted during the show next week, uh, you know what's going on. Right, let's dive into some uh, basketball. So last night, we had some bets out there, um, mm-hmm. and the Kansas-Kansas State game was not close. The UConn game uh, turned out to be – I mean, they, they took care of business against the Paul. Though that game was a little higher scoring than, than maybe projected. That went over the number, but UConn gets back on track. Did you see the score of the Alabama – Game last night, Alabama won their oh, game. Oh, well, they won by fifty, right? Yeah, I, I was looking during the game. I was <laughs> like, insane. "What? How much are they up by?" Insane. So yeah. the the good teams took care of business last night. It felt like uh, they did. Um, all the games that we talked about, it was favorite, 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 favorite across the board. So I was happy. I was on the on the favorite with Maryland. Frankie comes through because, of course, he did. <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, turnovers really the difference in that one because if you neither team shot the ball very well. Like we mentioned, it was low scoring, sixty six to fifty five in that one. Uh, but Maryland covers uh, quite easily by double digits as the home favorite there. Uh, Kansas ninety put up ninety on K State to cover there. Uh, Grady Dick, he only had one three in that game. By the way, quick observation. I know other people probably notice the same thing, and it's probably something they talk about in broadcasting circles. Every time they refer to the Kansas guard, they have to say the full name. They ha- It's like the only player, right? They have to say the full name. Like <laughs> I'm just, but he's really good, and he's like – he, he was. they were showing uh, his stuff like uh, from the press conference the other day. He got caught saying he got caught like a slip of the tongue on something, and his teammate was laughing. Um, something you would laugh at, <laughs> but but yeah, even just, when you read funny. stuff online and you just see the last name, it kind of still is like, whoa, this little right. jarring. That, so I think that's why the broadcasters <laughs> like like you have to say the full name every single time because someone just I tuning wonder, in could be like, what? <laughs> I wonder if in writing everyone's doing that because typically they are. Like, the I've noticed of, it. But in the style of writing, after you write a first and last name once in, in a story, you don't usually well, shouldn't go back to the first name, right? Everyone realizes this is the last name person we're talking about. But I don't know. Maybe they this player they never do it. I'm telling yeah. you because I'm looking for it. <laughs> because, you know, it stands out. It stands yeah, out. It they does. refuse to do it. 
they say the full name every single time. I wonder if uh, that's going to slip at some point. Uh, but but yeah, no. Last night it was uh, all about the favorites there. <laughs> West Virginia did not uh, not come through last night. TCU uh, ends up winning and covering that one. There were a lot uh, on the NBA front. There were a lot of people that had the LeBron triple double. It's been so long. Uh, came through last night for a number of players, including LeBron, fourteen to one for a triple double. That was a he loves Madison game. Square Garden too. Did he get it before? I'm not sure if he you got just... it before or after overtime. I was watching that game. Do you know if he got it before or after overtime? I'm not sure how he did it, but that game went to OT. Forgot. Yeah, it did. But the yeah, one but thing, I mean, and Aaron, he you're right. He loves Madison off. Square Garden. They didn't play against the Nets, and then yeah, you just knew. That's why yesterday during the show, I kept being like, "Is he gonna play? What is going on?" Ended up being a good game. So it was. It went to OT. I was watching. But how about the bad beat on Anthony Davis? Did you guys see this one? So Davis's no. prop was nine and a half on rebounds. He had nine and a half. He had nine rebounds. Excuse me. Halfway through the third quarter, they sit oh. him down, give him his rest. He comes back in the fourth quarter. He plays from whenever he came back in, like, I don't know, like 10 minutes ago in the game, all through the fourth, all through overtime, no more rebounds. He had nine wow. rebounds halfway through the third. I mean, like, how does he not get that last rebound? It, it's, it's crazy that didn't hit for people who had that one. So that was a tough it, thir- one. Yeah, 37 minutes to play. You know what it is? Hashtag NBA rigged. They wanted the under. Oh, gosh. The script was right? in. <laughs> the script was in. Um, yeah, that's a that's a especially for him. You would think that that would uh, that would definitely come through. And you get the overtime too. Like, all right, it didn't happen, but now we're going to get an overtime. Anthony Davis is going to be on the court. No, nope, does not happen. Brutal. That is a rough one. So before we dive into tonight's game, I did see our guy Paul Aspen putting out some future thoughts here with some mm. the injury. Xavier's injury, Providence injury. We got we got Big East action here, Paul. Maybe some futures you're looking at. Yeah. So I was the one I mentioned yesterday was Kansas, and right. at plus two seventy. And then like I was gonna, the way I was gonna go about it was maybe a couple units on that because I just think they're even though Texas is favored in some places, I like Kansas to win the conference. But I didn't pull the trigger. Plus two seventy, mm-hmm. plus two fifty, plus two thirty, as low as two to one in some places. So then I started looking around. I saw the note about uh, the Xavier injury, losing their leading rebounder. So take them out of the mix. UConn's already lost enough conference games that you don't have to worry about them in the running for the conference title. Providence, are they really going to win the conference this year? Eh, I have a tough time buying that. Um, So basically, so Creighton is a team that struggled very much early, also dealt with some injury issues. Now they're healthy, and they are rolling, and they are a game and a half back, one in the loss column. And can they, they're basically projected to win out except for a stretch of three games where they are home against UConn at Providence, which is the game they're projected to lose by a point. And all these are kind of coin flips. Then home against Marquette. The team they have a about soft is, schedule. They have a soft so schedule, soft. man. They, got they haven't played Georgetown, Georgetown yet. Tonight. Yeah, they got Georgetown twice. Yep, tonight, uh, but they haven't played him yet. They've got DePaul to end the season. So if, yep. if you're worried about it playing out until the, until the last week, your last two games are Georgetown and DePaul. Uh, St. John's, 
they got Nova twice. We know they're not as strong as they typically are. That is a soft schedule. Like the toughest game, according to Kempom, would be UConn, and we know how they're playing right now. And then there's one Marquette one, but outside of that, not that challenging. The problem is Marquette's schedule is pretty soft as well. They have okay. Nova, Butler. They go to UConn and they host Xavier. So it could come down to the Marquette Creighton game at Creighton mm-hmm. late February. Um, Marquette also has, they've got Butler twice. They've got the Paul. They've got. I like Marquette. Know, uh, St. John's. Me too. Yeah. And they're good. You're just getting so, you're getting six to one. The best number out there yesterday was six to one on Creighton. So I also had this idea. Instead of betting the units I was going to on Kansas, take a piece of that, like a half unit. And pair Creighton at six to one with Kansas at plus two thirty, and now you're getting like seventeen to one on that conference winner parlay. So Ooh. that's one way I'm going to play. And I think with the Kansas side of it, I'm just going to play the money line against Texas. They've got Texas twice, so it'd be more of a rolling parlay situation. Um, so I think that's how you play Kansas in the Big Twelve because there's just no value on that number uh, to win the Big Twelve. But Creighton is a very interesting look. They just there's it's a very thin margin for error. Like you've got that three game stretch, but if they stumble at all, like at St. John's could be a tricky spot. Like St. John's can have a good game. They can beat a UConn. They've shown that. There's just no room for error. But at six to one, I think it's worth a play. What um yeah. Great. What's the Xavier number? I know the injury, but I'm saying, like, what if they can get through this? You know, two two conference losses still, only. They were still one of the favorites, I believe. Okay, okay, forget it then. I thought you might get value yeah, well, because of the injury. Let's see, Big East. We've got Marquette at minus 125, Xavier at plus 280, and then Creighton at plus 430. But at BetMGM yesterday, they're 6-1. to one. Uh, So that number yeah. may still be out there. If you look at both yeah. conferences right now, Big East, Big 12, what we're talking about, it really might come down to who could steal a road win. I mean, look at these teams at home. Look at their, their records at home in the Big East. It's ridiculous. Marquette 11-1, and Providence 12-0, and Xavier 11-1, and Creighton 10-1. and You know, if you could go into one of those places and steal a win and then hold, you know, you won your home game against that team, you're, you're going to do it. You're going to have that, – that's probably it. Uh, exactly. I mean, and, and that's where I was looking for tonight. Even though you have that injury – with Fremantle, their uh, leading rebounder, they are so good at home, man. Mm-hmm. If if you look at look at the wins that Xavier has at home, it is they beat Marquette, Creighton, UConn when they were that that's what started everything, right? Back on New Year's Eve. Um, I mean, it's just it's been really imp- West Virginia. They beat at home. They haven't lost at home since November eighteenth against Indiana. <laughs> Okay, so I three and a half. I'm still good with that. I don't, I don't mind that. And Providence, you know, when they are challenged, that's when they've been losing their games. Um, yeah, I think it's it's the old story of rally the troops. Come on, we're missing our guy, but we can get through this. Where it could last a game or two. Um, the way they've played there in Cincinnati, I, I could see them being just fine tonight. So I like Xavier minus three and a half. Be bold enough to back Penn State tonight. Kind of like him getting nine and a half against Purdue. I know the game's in Purdue. Yeah. Nine and a half. So 
Purdue, they do have they do play a lot of close games, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's like you don't know if they're going to run someone out of the building or it's just going to be a, a single digit game that just doesn't make a ton of sense. Hmm. They played earlier this season in Penn State. It was thirteen. So they're coming off a 16-point win, Purdue. But before that, it was 5-3. Before that, two games before that, Joe, it was 1-2 against Ohio State. They have won some closer games. Nine and a half feels like a gigantic number. I I, I might bet Penn State tonight. I like that one. More to come here on the show. On the other side, we keep the college hoops conversation going. Mike Rutherford, he will join us next. I have some college hoops right here on the BetQL Network.